Welcome back to our living room and the Life of Garrity podcast. Today we're talking about voting with our dollars and why it's important. Okay, our first segment today, what is filling up your cup this week? What's filling up my cup? My GQ box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, last week was a long week, and I knew the GQ box was coming because they charged me. What is the GQ box? The GQ box is like kind of like a trunk club. Basically, you sign up for a subscription, and they send you this box once a quarter that has a general overarching theme, which is typically for that season. So... We got some stuff for uh, kind of end of summer into fall. And typically when that box shows up, it has 10 to 13 items in it that are all freebies. It's part of the subscription, but you really get your money's worth. And they do a really good job at curating the items that are in it to be more um, eco-friendly, young, new businesses, new ideas or or new new takes on old ideas um and just some great products they like to put a lot of uh man grooming stuff in there you know one of the things that came out of it was harry's you know the the razor folks Mm -hmm. uh they put a they put a body wash in there that i've been using that actually that i that i like um you know and then there's a couple other cool like gadget items like that so it's always cool to know what's in there in fact whenever they send me the email it's like check out your box before it shows up I always ignore the email. I don't want to read the email. I'm like excited to see like what the surprise is going to be. Yeah. I always love seeing what new products are in there. And actually that is a great thing you brought up because a few of the products that we'll talk about today, we found through the GQ box. Bravo Sierra. Right. Yeah. Those One works. of your first boxes actually had beauty counter in it. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. The things in the box are typically not like, big company stuff it's usually little companies and it's a brilliant idea because basically what you're doing by giving away quote unquote these items is that's the price of admission right and so if it's free then you have nothing on the line as a consumer no risk and so here you are basically getting a demo and if you like the product that's the key or the gateway to the rest of their platform and a lot of these companies have other other things on their websites. Like Bravos here is a good example. I liked the one thing they had, and then I went on there, and I was like, wait, there's a bunch of other stuff on here that I want to try out. And so I bought a bunch of stuff, right? And so it's a great idea from a marketing perspective, especially if you're a small company. But it's funny because a lot of things in there are things that we do use often. You know, I have a pair of sunglasses myself too. For all those wondering out there, Whenever the box shows up, Lori's actually the first one to open it. And she typically hijacks like half of the stuff that's in there. I just love trying new products and learning about new companies and learning about their history and their ingredients and their sourcing. Right. It's fun. Did you do your cup? Oh, my cup. So what's filling up my cup this week is I ordered a bunch of new teas. So I I talked about last week that I – cleaned out our tea drawer and I decided to start fresh and and get some some new items 
And I ordered a handful of new teas from the Republic of Tea. And they just have really great stuff. And and I want to say all of it is organic. Um, they source their herbs really well. And it's mostly herbal tea is, is what I drink. And their metal tea is really good. Pause for a second. Jeez. Living in a city. We also love their blueberry hibiscus tea and make that into iced tea during the summers. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Delish. Check it out. B-School tip of the week. I'm going to hit you with the buzzword. Uh-oh. And it's all about how to build and work in a high-performing team. And the background briefly is simply that we did a whole class on how to work in and build high-performing teams because we know that folks day-to-day, typical corporate structure, you work a lot in teams with people. So how can you maximize your efficiency and what you get out of those teams? Pause for the fire trucks. What does that mean? Well, let me start with the buzzword, psychological safety, right? So psychological safety, you think about it in terms of trust. On your team, you have individual trust with each member of the team, right? When you take that trust and you build a foundation rooted in trust to then build up the team itself and work toward the goals you want to achieve, that coming together of those connections is called psychological safety. So psychological safety, step one, happens at the group level. It's not an individual thing. But you think about it in the form of trust, right? A lot of folks say, what's the most important aspect of, of a team, right? And I would argue that it is trust and in turn this this concept of psychological safety and basically all we're doing here is we're creating an environment by which folks feel comfortable enough to share their process to share some of the more intimate details of how they go about working within a team and to be able to admit mistakes you know and to just be vulnerable right and it sounds so intuitive to us, but the really important thing to point out here is you can take a group of individuals with high emotional intelligence, right? And assemble them into a team. It does not automatically translate to a team with high emotional intelligence. You need to create those connections and those bonds. So you think about uh, how do you as a team member function in, in a team like that? Or, or how do you help work toward building that psychological safety in your team. So there's a couple concepts here, impact. So you wanna help your coworkers along with yourself create an environment where you, you, you buy in, your work feels like it matters. And then in turn, meaning, that's the next one. The work's important from a personal level, right? Like there's something inherent in the work or the goal you're trying to achieve that hits home for you, right? And in turn, it, it continues to self-perpetuate the idea of buy-in, right? You, you become more bought-in because you be- really believe in the mission. More procedural is structure and clarity on a team. Clearly define the roles, the plans, the goals. Have a conversation about that. And then the next structure is dependability. So the team gets things done on time, right? And you have shared goals, So 
you have to clearly define those goals, right? So after you're bought in and you've, you've started to create this concept of psychological safety, you start to put in place the processes to do the work, which is the structure and clarity. And then the dependability is the byproduct of revisiting that structure and clarity. Are we sticking to it? Are we accountable? Can we depend on one another? And if there's real psychological safety, you, when asked whether or not you trust so-and-so or depend on so-and-so to complete a certain task, you could answer with absolute certainty, yeah, why would I not, right? And the last thing with psychological safety, the reason it's so important within a group is because um, it enables people to take risks. How many times you work in a team, you don't want to admit that you're wrong about something? Mm -hmm. In fact, they did studies where statistics support the fact that groups with high psychological safety, high, high emotional intelligence, actually make more mistakes than those that don't because they're more willing to admit them. And in doing so, actually work to achieve more than the groups that are not as willing to admit those mistakes. And the final thing to wrap it up, to bring it full circle back to that individual level, what, what can you do is understand that everybody experiences psychological safety differently. Mm. Just because I'm experiencing it a certain way, it doesn't mean Lori is, doesn't mean the next person is. Right. So everybody has a different process and it takes them time to get to a certain place and you need to just be comfortable with holding space for them, but creating that environment so that you can all work together and collaborate together. Right. It's not about changing everything about everybody. It's about coming to a group, being able to admit your strengths, being able to admit your weaknesses, understand that you, you can rely on other folks and use, um, empathy to connect with people on an interpersonal level so that you can start to create that trust and that broader ultimate environment of psychological safety where you can then collaborate at a very high level. And that's what we mean about building, establishing and working on a high performing team. So that's the B tip of the week. Great. Any, I was fascinated. Any by questions? It. Yes. Question number one. So what do I do? No, just kidding. <laughs> I've loved hearing about that topic and it made me think about one team in particular that I was on and that I just, I always remember getting off of every team call and feeling like my work mattered and like I was just having a lot of fun. And there's this line in a book by Patty McCord called powerful and the line is do I want to come to work and solve these problems with these people and I remember leaving every team meeting and thinking yeah I do mm -hmm. I absolutely do and I think that team in particular had a lot of psychological safety yeah and the one other thing to point out with team dynamics is that if you have a team that's already somewhat entrenched in their roles. It's very tough to go back and start to focus on the concept of psychological safety. Perhaps there's some elements of it there, but I would argue that unless everybody has actually identified the goal of creating a psychologically uh, safe environment, then there's probably some gaps. And so in order to rectify that, it actually calls for a more dramatic approach to 
reinventing the team dynamic. So don't think that like everything's all broken. There's some elements there, but, but you as a practical member of a team can start to bring some of those things to your group, to your team. And you don't even need to announce it, but just start to treat folks with empathy and start to kind of frame the bigger picture about what you're working on, why you're working on it. Why does it matter to you have buy-in? And you know, if you, if you have trouble, with trust on an individual basis, then that's obviously the symptom of, of a deeper underlying issue that perhaps may need to be addressed at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's important to note that teams can continue to work together without psychological safety, but to get to the, another, the next level, to really be a high performing team, it requires a lot of work and it, it requires practice. It's not just, here's the, here's the box, let's check all the things that we're gonna do. Right? It's a constant give and take. I love it. Okay. Okay, today is part one of a three-part series about voting with our dollars. So today we're going to set the table of why it's important. And then the next two weeks we will dig into how we do this and our favorite companies. Yeah. So buckle up because we're coming at you with a lot of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> from our lived experience, yeah. boots on the ground. We like these three-parters. They're like telling a long saga, <laughs> you know? Well, Ryan, no. What happened was Ryan gave me a strict 30-minute cutoff when we first started the podcast. Yeah. And, you people, know, you just can't fit that much in, in 30 like minutes. They're like listening to us, but for more than 30 minutes, you're kind of like, well, this guy keeps droning on and on. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're like, you want to hit them, hit them hard, hit them fast. Yeah, we want to keep you engaged. So we get segments like B-School lessons, fill in your cup, and then the meat of the actual episode, which, like Lori said, part one. Yeah. So why it matters is because every time you spend a dollar, it casts a vote for the world you want to live in. We are always trying to match our intentions with our actions, which I think we've talked about probably in every episode, and you'll see that as a thread throughout all of our life. But this is just one of those ways that we do that. Right, because your actions speak louder than words, and it sounds so simple and so intuitive, but so many people don't do it. Right, and what's really powerful is when you look at, okay, when you really sit down and say, these are my values and these, this is what I want the future to look like. And you start looking at your actions. It's astonishing when you realize, oh my gosh, you know, this is where I'm like, they say, if, if you want to take an audit on your values, look at your calendar or look at your bank account and see like where you're spending your time, where are you spending your money? And I think that's something that we've really focused on for the last like five years, right. probably, or maybe longer actually. Long, yeah, long. I mean, it, the genesis of it goes, goes back, I think early stages, um, kind of like a, the seed of a thought, but Lori's right because there's, there's a disconnect. I mean, you think about strategy, for instance, for in business, most folks do a poor job at executing a strategy because they're too focused on the outcome and the results. They don't focus on what has to happen in the middle to get to those results. Mm. So think about that as like your little household. I've got these goals. 
you know, and I'm constantly trying to work toward these goals and we miss all the stuff in the middle, the little pieces to put in place. So you may wonder, well, if I'm buying a coffee, how am I voting with my dollars? It's literally $3, you know, and that's not the point. It's the principle of the matter, because if we start a movement that gains steam, then pretty quick consumers will actually have the voice that they want. And we can actually choose things rather than things being chosen for us, mm -hmm. which I think is what big business does a lot of. Right. And if I think about just one example that just came to mind when you said that was if I'm going to get a cup of coffee and I think about Hoboken in particular. Where it's $8, not oh, three. Where it's $17 three for a Three hours talking donut. more like, you know, <laughs> more humble roots. Right. So when I think about where I want to go, I mean... I love to go get a great latte at a local coffee shop. Like that's something that just brings me so much joy. And if I were to go into Hoboken right now, there are two places that I would go and I'll tell you why. And there's one place that I know I wouldn't go and I'm not going to say the name of the coffee shop because I don't want to tear them down. But the place I wouldn't go is somewhere where I've seen behaviors where it doesn't feel like the baristas are being taken care of or treated very well not going to go to that coffee shop. There are two other local joints, Bway and City of Saints that I love. Number one, I love City of Saints because they make all of their syrups. So if I want a vanilla latte, I'm going to go there because I know it doesn't have any junk in it, right? And if I, mm -hmm. but then there's also uh, Bway, I love them because their culture, their company culture and the way they treat their employees it's like they're one giant family. And if you're local to this area, you know that you walk in, you can feel that vibe. So I want to support them because that's the message. That's the, that's the world that I want to live in. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to support that coffee shop. Yeah. hundred percent. How do we set the table? Yes. Literally three set the things on the table. <laughs> We're going to set three items on this table. Yep. Hope you got a big table. Okay, so three. For all the listeners at home, Lori's <laughs> literally throwing three fingers at me right now. <laughs> the three items that we're going to put on the table are number one, the types of products you buy slash companies you support. Mm -hmm. Number two, the creators that you support. And oh, number yeah. three, the causes that you donate to. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> So the next two weeks, we will talk, we will deep dive into the companies that we love and why we love them and the products that we love. But today, we're going to mostly just focus on, you know, the why behind it and the mindset. So if you think about, you know, if we look at that second bucket of the creators that you support, there's so much free content out on the interweb. And something that we've recently fallen in love with mm. is Patreon because there are certain creators like uh, the Morning Chalk Up or the Buttery Bros or the Modern Mamas podcast or the Popcast where, you know, there isn't a direct way to support them, but they have a Patreon and we can be become a Patreon member. And it, it's this really, what I love is that it kind of finishes that circle for me of, I love your content and I get to show that appreciation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the folks that are not 
sure what Patreon is? Yes, Patreon is a platform where creators can make an account and they can have pe people can donate to them. Yeah, different levels of interest. Yeah. And, you know, depending upon the membership, some of them are pretty detailed and some are pretty simple. But the idea is that if you are a member, you support them, you get access to some bonus stuff. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And you get to, you know, help them continue to create, you know, pay right. for their life and so that they can continue to create. You talk most of these people who uh, spark joy in your life through the content that they create. I mean, most of them all started with Origins where they're just like their side hustle, you know. And if you want to if you want them to keep creating content, you got to support them. Mm -hmm. And so some of these folks have finally been able to go uh, mainstream essentially and just do just do their content creation as their full time job. But like you think about these, you know, there's people behind the names. Right. And they have families and they need to support their families, too. And, you know, if you receive such a benefit, you know, why don't you show your appreciation, you know, more than happy to do that. So it's not just voting with your dollars from consumers in perspective. Just buying a product at a store, but also people. So we talk about human capital, right? A few years ago, I heard a podcast that I have recommended to so many people over the years that uh, it was an interview with Latham Thomas, and she talked about this same principle, but in a really unique way. And it was more focused on uh, supporting the women in your life. And she really had you go through and, and take an inventory of uh, who are the women in your life and are they, you know, that you support, it, whether it's your yoga studio or uh, whatever it is, and make sure, ask yourself, are they being paid fairly? And if so, uh, great, continue to support them. If not, what can I do to change this? And it was really interesting because she talked about, you know, this idea of women supporting women in a different light of uh, really looking at it from the perspective of what can I do to change this narrative? And uh, that just really, it sat, it sat with me in such a powerful way. And if I can find that episode, I'll, I'll tag it in the show notes. But it really opened my eyes to thinking of, you know, like you said, okay, I'm buying a $3 coffee. What does that do? It, mm -hmm. it kind of like changed my perspective on like, no, but really what, you know, can I choose the coffee shop that treats their employees really well over the one that doesn't? Like that sends a message mm -hmm. and really taking a deep dive in instead of assuming that it's someone else's responsibility to fix the future like taking responsibility for what we want mm. and and really doing what we can because there is a lot that we can do, but sometimes it's just hard to uh, to see what those things are. Yeah. If you haven't figured it out by now, there's an underlying trend in a lot of what we talk about. I think one of the broad themes is self-awareness, mindset. And clearly you're creating this level of self-awareness so that once you start somewhere, start small and you start practicing these principles and then do your homework on some of the people that you love, some of the companies maybe you don't love, you know, and then actually start to make those mindful decisions, right? You notice it starts to add up. So that $3 coffee becomes, 
you know, a $10 item at the other store becomes a $100 item at this store becomes, you know, why don't I hire one of my friends to do something for me? And you could literally support their livelihood and do that. There's a lot of creative folks out there, especially where we live. Absolutely. So there's a lot to unpack here. And we're just kind of open up the box, opening up the box at the moment and yeah. kind of framing this whole conversation. Yeah. And we'll use those examples when we talk about the coming weeks as to what it looks like in our day to day lives. Mm -hmm. So we have a call to action for you this week. Take a look at your actions, where you're spending your money and start to notice if any of those things are aligning with your values. And if there's something that you find that's interesting where you're like, whoa, that is not aligned with my values. Or you're like, hot dogs, that is aligned with my values and I am so proud. Either which way, send us a note to hello at lifeofgarity.com and we will share those notes on the upcoming episodes. Yeah, absolutely. We want to get we want to get our listeners engaged, involved. You know, we don't just want to talk at people. We want people to engage with us and do this with us. Yeah. Because this is how we start to practice, right? And we'd love to hear from you folks about what you're noticing, what you want to share, you know, and hopefully we share these things with everybody, then you know, more people will become inspired. Absolutely. The last thing we're going to leave you with today is that we are doing a giveaway this week and the next two weeks. Giveaway. Giveaway time. Giveaway time. We got to phase in some like fancy music. Giveaway. <laughs> so here is how to enter the giveaway. Tell them about it. You need to rate us and leave us a review. Take a screenshot, email it to us, and then you will be entered into the giveaway. So this week's drawing will be on September 17th. So you have seven days to rate us, leave us a review, send us the screenshot, and you'll be entered to win this super exciting gift. And if you don't win that first week, we will enter your name in for the following two weeks. This week's giveaway what is keep a keep candle. Keep candles. K-E-A-P. Google it. We've been talking about them a ton, but today we want to share with you a little bit more about why we love the company because there's a lot of, I'll call them safer, eco-friendly candle companies out there, but this is the one for, for us that we feel is making the biggest impact. So it's the one that we support. Hell yeah, and it's local. And it's local. It sure is. Love them. They're based in uh, Brooklyn. Although I will say this month in September, they are relocating their shop to uh, upstate New York, which ah, I'm very excited. Interesting. The first thing we're going to talk about is this company is a B Corp. They are a certified B Corporation. So I'm going to blow your mind right now with what that means. So what happens is a company can apply to become a certified B corporation, the B stands for benefit. And it's very hard to meet all of the criteria to become one of these. But when you find a company that is a B Corp, you can rest assured that they're doing some really rad shit for the, for the world mm -hmm. and for their people. So that's the big thing. So if I say that I want a future 
where everyone has equal access to healthcare. And I say, I want a future where employees are taken care of and feel safe going to work. And uh, if I want a future where company, where uh, a company is donating to organizations that are gonna help offset uh, you know, their environmental footprint. If I say all of that, then the, the tangible way I can do that is I can support B Corps. That is one of the easiest ways to do it. And we will be deep diving into all of our favorite B Corps next week. But this week, we're just talking about what a B Corp means. So I'll give you a little blurb. B Corps are businesses that meet the highest standards of verified social and environmental performance, public transparency, and legal accountability to profit, to balance profit and purpose. So that's key there. These are not nonprofit organizations. B Corps form a community of leaders and drive a global movement of people using business as a force for good. The values and aspirations of the B Corp community are embedded into the B Corp Declaration of Independence, which I'm not going to read to you. But it's really, it's just a really quick, tangible way to, uh, you know, if you're standing at the store and there's a lotion, a body lotion, and one of them is a B Corp and one of them is not, you could just grab the one that's the B Corp and know that you just, you know, placed a vote for the future, Mm -hmm. for people being taken care of and for the planet. So... That is one of the big reasons why we love this candle company. I do not know of any other candle company that is a B Corp. So Ryan already said it. They're local to us. Number three, they use sustainable coconut wax for a clean and complete burn. There is a misconception about uh, soy candles. A lot of, of, uh, you know, eco-friendly brands use soy, which is fine. But uh, beeswax and coconut wax are a little bit better. So there is a different brand that I mm. use for beeswax candles that are non-scented. Those aren't as fun. I use them uh, when I'm in the bath, but that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. So the next thing is, and this is what I think is really, really cool about this company that just like blew me away when I first found them. They have a zero waste approach. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about three different things that they do in order to be zero waste. Number one, they use a packaging called Ecovative Mushroom Packaging for their subscription shipments. So we do their Candle of the Month Club. So every month when we get our candle, it comes inside of, instead of having like a bunch of paper packaging in there, it sits inside of this little, it kind of looks like foam, uh, but it's completely compostable and you can just throw it straight into your compost bin. So that is the first thing. And then also, not only that, but their shipping label is compostable, which I want to know where they get those because I think that's really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And next, the label on the candle itself is also biodegradable from a company called Pure Label. And then the last thing is you can reuse the glass that the candle comes in or you can return it to them free of charge through this uh, program called Eternal Flame. 
And when you get your candle of the month, it comes with a return label. So you just set the, the box somewhere, you know, in a closet. And then when your candle burns out you or, you know, runs out, you just plop it in there and send it back to them and they reuse those glass containers. So their ultimate aim is 100% diversion from landfill. I mean, how cool is that? So if you want to be entered to win this giveaway this week and win a keep candle, rate us, leave us a review, and send us a screenshot to hello at lifeofgarity.com. See you next week.